Blog Talk Radio. Everybody get on up. Come on. Thank you. 
hit. That is a hit. I like that. Love it, love it, love it. Hearing people worship the Father, especially in the style like Roger and Zap. Well, anyway, family, how's everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show, the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. And uh, hopefully that did get you going, though, really, get your blood flowing. Well, family, we are faced with another episode. Thank God for it. We should be over 40 now. If not the 40th show, this is the 41st show. And I want to go ahead and do what I said I would do every single week, and that is read the description of the show. So, again, I want to thank everybody that's on the phone lines, uh, as I do every single week. Thank you for being early, because you are early. It's 8.05, and uh, you'll get to hear some things some of those late birds won't hear. So thank you all for being in the house on time. Special shout-out to our private caller and Bubba Jack. They're always in the house, first and foremost, which is why I call their names out from time to time. Well, family, uh, here is a description of tonight's show. So if you've tuned in to Blog Talk Radio, you wind up at uh, Five Smooth Stone, which is the name of this station. The station is Five Smooth Stone. The program is the Douglas Cannon Family Friends Network. This is what I typed earlier, describing the show. Talking to the family, I said, Greetings, family who fear the Most High. Tonight we are excited to bring you daughter of Addie Douglas Booker, who is Addie Del Clark, who will be sharing vital history, and I hope she definitely do that, and her testimony, and I hope she do that. Also, open forum, we'll hear from Tasha, and a new segment um, that I'm going to be, something new I threw together, and uh, important information coming your way. We always have other information coming your way as well. And I said, spread the word. And then we have the show's number, 914-205-5590. That's what I typed earlier. So just so everybody knows what's happening tonight and what we're about to do, what we're about to accomplish, these things is what's about to jump off. Um, Today is the 9th of August. And I just want to... Kind of give an update uh, on the whole Ed and Isabel page. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but we're at 320 members. 320 members. Can y'all believe that? We are smoking. So I want to thank those that are members of the Ed and Isabel page. If you're not a member of the Ed and Isabel page and you on Facebook, shame on you. I'm not going to say shame on you, but you really need to be a member family. You really need to be a member family. And I want to shout out to another number that's always in the house. I don't know who's at this 760-619, but it's getting to be uh, they're always in the house as well. There's other people on the phone lines, but these numbers I wanted to call out because they're always, always, always on time, and that is something. That means y'all care about the show. That means you're really into it. Now, there's people that call every single week, but they don't, they're not on time. and They may call, come in the next 10 minutes or so. So I just want to thank family for being on the phone lines. And uh, some of you, this will be your first time listening tonight. And I hope that we meet all of your expectations. want to shout out to our friends. want to shout out to our friends. Uh, we have friends of the family that's listening. I want to thank you for tuning in as well. And if you have any questions tonight, remember, all you have to do is just press one on the phone lines. And although you're not related, you can just say, I am friend of so-and-so, 
and who is related, basically. And um, you'll be able to comment just like anybody else because we definitely value our friends and welcome our friends. As a matter of fact, family, if you be honest with yourself, had it not been for friends or the families, a lot of us family would have tore each other head off. I mean, that's just the way it is. Friends, family attack family all the time. And it be friends of the family that sometimes help us. I know on the Azalee side, I'm speaking for sure. And anybody, they know it's the truth. You know, I was thinking of some of the banquets we used to have. We may have it this year. I don't know. But we've had these big banquets where we get a couple of hundred people. Well, it, not always a couple hundred, but always over a hundred. And um, sometimes, you know how family is. You know, we have is it no different than any other family. Your family do the same thing. Uh, different branches. I'm not crazy. We all act like family. That's what family do. Civil, uh, sibling rivalry, whatever you call it. But it be the friends of the family that sometimes be the glue. So I want to welcome all of the friends of the Douglas County Family Friends Network for calling the show, listening in. Feel free to press 1 and get involved where you fit, okay? So I want to do this. I want to go all the way. Let's just go ahead and do what I like to do first and put on a little music. But I want to go all the way to Austin, Texas, and uh, grab my cousin, the one and only Darlene Douglas, and uh, let's get her on the line. Okay, Eric Cole, 512-922. Miss Darlene Douglas, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. How's the weather down there in Austin? Is it as hot as it is up here in Dallas? I think it's hotter here. You think so? Now, you south now. Well, yeah, it might be hotter, I guess so. You're closer to the equator. Yeah. <laughs> About yeah. a few miles. <laughs> so, how you know, doing, cousin? Say hello to the family. Hello, family. Hope all is well with everyone that's listening. Yes, yes, yes. So, I'm sure, what do you think of uh, uh, this interview tonight? I mean, I know neither one of us know that much about uh, Miss Addie Dell. But are you looking forward to it? I am. I am looking forward to hearing from her. I met her in 2007 in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the Booker Freeman reunion. And, you know, I know I keep talking about this Booker Freeman reunion in 2007, but it's just that. I went there not knowing one single person. I absolutely didn't know anyone. And it was one of the best reunions that I've been to. They were very uh, friendly people, uh, very accepted people. And um, I was just truly impressed with that section of our family that year. Wow. So you sh- you said they showed you kindness and welcomed you in and wasn't standoffish or any of those things that a lot no, of families not have? not at all. Not at all. Not, <laughs> no, not not the Book of Freemans, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That is good. I'm glad to hear that. It, it, yeah. They, and if you notice, uh, the reunion in Dallas, they came full force. Full force. Oh, really? 
They was the biggest group. Right. They was the biggest group. I mean, every time you ask, oh, you from Missouri, 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 Missouri. I mean, I was like, at one point, I thought to myself, is there anybody else at this reunion? For sure. <laughs> it was more people from Missouri at that reunion, folks, in 2015 than there was from the Dallas Fort Worth, Texas, the whole of Texas. Now, you know that's crazy. <laughs> at least it seemed yeah. like it to me. Now, Verna May is the one that probably really know because she's know with the different addresses because she coordinated it, but uh, I, at least it felt like it anyway. Well, anyway, family, we're looking forward to having Addie on the show tonight. And uh, as with any of our elders, I'm sure she's going to bring a lot of history. I'm sure she's going to bring a lot of uh, just stuff that we never knew about, not only herself, which I hear she have done a lot with her life. I'm talking about Eddie Dale Clark. Uh, many of you know her as Aunt Dale. I'm sure she have done a whole lot with her life, but I'm looking forward to uh, hearing that as well as something about her mom. Uh, I want to know as much, as much as I can. The older our relatives, the more I want to know about them. You know why, darling? Because they have a tendency their legacy have a tendency to die off. Yes, yes. So, you know, later on, nobody won't know nothing about Uncle Sonny Boy. Uh, I, 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 because as the years come and go, we forget. People don't pass down history. That was Israel's problem in the Bible. That's why they went into captivity and 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 and, 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 and slavery and scattered out the four corners because they did not pass down the history. And it's not just who what they did, a little you know, history about individuals, but history about them as a people. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that tonight. Looking forward to that tonight, folks. Um uh I just <laughs> we haven't heard from the Addie side of them in a while, wouldn't you say our darling? That is correct. Yeah, we haven't heard. So that's another reason I want to do that. But before we do that, before we bring on Eddie, which is going to be about 8.30, 8.40, somewhere in a little bit, uh, I want to do a few things. I want to um, talk about the birthdays. I definitely want to acknowledge those who uh, had birthdays in the month, who will or who have had birthdays in the month of August. I want to definitely do that. But I also want to talk a little bit about... uh, I'll tell you what, let me just put that on hold. Let's do the birthdays, and then we'll cover that other ground, okay? So, darling, I understand you got some birthdays for us, correct? I do. All right, let me put a little music on. I don't think I'm going to go with our traditional Stevie Wonder. I'm going to do something a little different with birthday, just so we won't be too uh, predictive. Okay, cousin, go ahead with the birthdays. If you don't mind. Okay. We have Joanna Douglas Dorsey, August the 7th. Joanna Douglas Dorsey. Now, I don't know that name. I'm familiar with Dorsey. Help me out. Who is... Joanna is Billy Joe Douglas's daughter, and she is the granddaughter of Ennis Buddy and Inez Cliff Douglas. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And she has called the show a few times. Oh, okay. 
think I remember vaguely. Well, happy birthday. Go ahead. We have Keith Matthews, which is August the 2nd. And okay. he is going to be on the Kennedy side of the family. And he he he's re, related to uh, Edna Louise. All right. Uh, because Great. That's I love her and Kennedy. We are the mm-hmm. Douglas Kennedy. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we have Deborah Williams Radcliffe, and her birthday is today, August Happy the eighth, August the ninth. Happy birthday! And she's on the can, she's on the Kennedy side. Okay. Okay, I have the twins, the Dean and Laureen, the Dean Hill, Laureen Orange, and. I saw somewhere where the Dean's birthday is on the 21st and Lorraine's birthday is 22nd. And I didn't get a chance to question that. I don't know if one was born before midnight and the other one afterwards. Maybe someone will come on and let us know. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a possibility wow. of maybe it was a mistake what I saw. And, and those are Mickey's. Okay, and we'll correct that some kind of way. We'll find out. Yeah. Davica Miles Chen, August 24th. Okay, Miss Davica. Yeah, and I was able to uh, spend time, hang out with uh, Davica this weekend in Lockhart, Texas. Okay, we have William... B. Johnson, August the 26th. Happy birthday, William B. Okay. And we have Catherine Douglas, August the 26th. Okay, Um, happy birthday. Yeah, Catherine is my niece. And we have Michael, my nephew, Michael Douglas, August 31st. Okay, now who's his father and mother? Michael. Um, my sister. My I had a sister named Barbara Ann that's deceased. And oh, okay. he is her child. We have oh, okay. Jalen Jalen Douglas, which um August seventeenth and Jalen is my is my uncle Carl Wayne Douglas and Sheila Douglas grandson. Okay. And Elizabeth Johnson, August the 17th. <clears throat> Excuse me, I believe that's your niece, right? Yes, yes. Happy birthday. Okay. Um, Happy birthday. We have Deborah K., August the 8th, which is Robbie's niece, Robbie Nelson's niece. And right. we, we have Pooh Bear Bell. I didn't get what? Uh, what was the name? That's the name, Pooh Bear. That's a nickname. Obviously. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have another name. The name <laughs> I got was Pooh Bear Bell, and well, it's August twenty eighth. Call him Pooh Bear. <laughs> and, and it is Sally's grandson. Sally, which is on the Dugan side. 
Okay. Hersha, Hersha Donahue, August the 30th, which is Opal's husband, which is the Duke inside. And okay. we have Linda, Linda Lagan West, which we interviewed her because, you know, with her daughter that's the model, Soleil. Uh, yeah, Soleil. I remember so that, Soleil. That, yeah, so that's Shirley's daughter. And we have little Drew Nelson. August thirty first. Why you say little Drew Nelson? That's the name I got. (laughs) It's Robbie's grandson. Mm -hmm. That's why you call him little. Okay, little Drew Nelson. Happy birthday. (laughs) Monique Jefferson. August twenty fifth. Which is Robbie's Robbie's niece. And we have a lot of Dugan tonight. I like that. Yeah. We have Kristen Turner. Kristen C.J. Turner, August the 15th, which is Deborah Spain Turner's first grandson. All right. A little history there. Mm hmm. So we have three people celebrating in heaven. Okay, Okay. we have Inez Cliff Douglas, August 29th. Okay. And that's my grandmother. And we have Elma McDonald Richard, August the 8th. So both my grandmothers were born in August. Wow. Jose, a Jose. Jose Lee Bell. Oh, oh on the Dosha side, yes. Happy yeah. birthday. Yes. To all of those and that's that, that have passed. August the 26th. So that's three people celebrating in heaven. And, folks, when we say celebrating heaven, we really mean we're going to keep. Let me tell you all something. Just because your loved ones pass don't mean you have to stop acknowledging them on their birthday. I refuse to. You know, I don't want to bury my mother for good, like bury, bury, because she's living. Do we believe the Bible or not? Or we just transcend this life, we move on to another life. They still exist. For sure. For sure, for sure. I mean, for real. As a matter of fact, everything in this realm comes from that realm. That's how real that realm is. This realm is birthed out of the spirit, folks. The spirit is real all day long. We are spirits having a relationship in the body. Our body's on a time clock, but our spirits are not. They continue to live. You might not understand it. I understand there's a lot of questions centered around death and all that. We won't make a conversation out of it tonight, but I promise you these people are living. They're still living somewhere. And, uh, and, uh, um, and we have to just, nothing is wrong with acknowledging them. Okay. So anyway, happy birthday to family members here and gone on. And anybody else that want to submit birthdays of those that have passed, let us know. We'll add those to the list as well. And uh, just know that birth is uh, very important, very important when we come here. Very important. We are full of purpose. And we just want to acknowledge that day that many of you was born in the month of August. So that's what's happening on the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. That's what we're doing. 
So, uh, just wanted to get that out of the way. Not get it out of the way like it was a chore, but just to uh, make sure we do that because I want to keep these birthdays and these names. I love calling all these different names from different sides of the family. Love it, darling. You always do a good job on that. Thank you very much for getting together those names. Appreciate that. No problem. Well, family, we are a 13-state family. We're in 13 states, and uh, I call it a fireside chat. We're just having this fireside chat with family on Tuesdays. And uh, tonight, for those of you just tuning in, we're going to be interviewing one of our elders, and that is the one and only Eddie Dale Clark. She's from the branch. Look at it like this, family. Those of you that don't know a lot of family members, we're like seven branches. Just think of a tree with seven branches. All right? <laughs> well, one of the branches is Dugan. Uh, one of the branches is Sunny Boy. One of the branches, these are first names only, Ennis, which some people call him Buddy. And then you got the, the daughters of Ed and Isabel, which is Azalee. You have Addie. Okay. You have Dosha. And if I didn't mention Azalee. So I think I named four. And, of course, Elvira and uh, the son that died at a very young age. And uh, so this is our family. This is our family. We're in four, excuse me, we're in 13 states. And tonight we got phone numbers representing several of those states. I'm not going to say all the states is on the line, but we got quite a few people on the line. Thank y'all. Thank y'all, family, for tuning in so early and listening uh, because we may not repeat any of this. So those of you that are here early, you get more programming. All right? So tonight, uh, like I said, we're going to be interviewing Addie Dale, so that's coming a little bit. But I want to go ahead and talk about something that's been on my heart pretty strongly, and that is when we get the family together, we have the three rules, and I'll say them really quickly because y'all should know them by now. One of them is to get to know each other through textbooking, uh, emailing, uh, Facebook. Uh, this blog is just helping facilitate that to get to know each other, get these names out there, what branches they're from, what we'll get to know. We get to know each other. One day you'll be able to name all of those branches just like I just did. And you'll get to name even members of the branch. It's not that hard, family. Some of you have some very complicated jobs. It's 15 times more hard than that. So one day we're going to be able to name the different branches and who's on the branch. And hopefully you'll pass that down to your children and their children. That's what the goal is, is for the first part of the goal. Second, our second goal is to encourage, inspire uplift each other on this phone line, on this blog, on this show. And we're doing that just now. We're just trying to encourage each other, inspire each other through various ways, various programming. The last goal is to network, 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 which means to talk with each other, share with each other. It can be economically, it can be all types of knowledge that's out there. Just networking on every level, physical, financial, spiritual, social, uh, parenting, in every way possible. That's what 
We're trying to do family. It's just that simple. But I added something. I added something to help accomplish that, and that is this declaration of faith. You know, the Bible tells us over and over and over that, you know, let the weak say I'm strong. Well, is the Bible telling us to lie when it said, let the weak say I'm strong? Is the scriptures telling us to lie, family? No, it wants those of us that think we weak to know that the Father is in our corner. So, darling, when the scripture, you know, says that, let the weak say I'm strong, that's what I believe it means. You know, let those that are weak know that the Father is with you. Uh, so, uh, when it says that, and uh, for those of you that uh, I'm trying to find where that said in the scripture where it says, let the weak say I'm strong. But there's many times in the Bible where it's, it, it, it asks for us to declare the end result, not the beginning. Uh, it, it asks for us to declare, I think that's Joel 3 and, uh, yeah, the Joel 3 and 10, the book of Joel 3 and 10, but where it says, let the weak say I'm strong. We're supposed to declare what we want the end to be what we de- we're supposed to declare and decree we are like we have the power you know this planet was created through this very same process let there be there wasn't but the creator said let there be and we're supposed to be like that let there be a family that's uh, in unison let there be peace in this family let there be no demonic oppression. Let there be healing. Let there be finances. Let the, we're supposed to be able to speak that and believe it. And of course, you know the scripture says, "Whatsoever we say." Mark eleven talks about uh, to say unto this mountain, "Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart." That's not just a scripture line. <laughs> I sometimes wonder how much we actually believe the scriptures. But anyway. What your cousin is doing with the declaration piece of it, and we're just trying to declare. First, we want to pray for our family. We want to pray that you know we um, uh, we be uh, healed and we be prosperous and that we get along better. Uh, that's the first thing we want to do. That's the first thing we want to do. But after you pray for it, you start declaring the end result. So that's all this declaration is, and I'll put that on the Ed and Isabel page, the declaration, and I'll put it on the show, or I'll say it now. So this week I want us to just pray. I want us to just pray, family, that uh, this family fear God, that we are a family that fear God. Very simple, very simple prayer I ask of you. Can I ask of you? I'm your cousin. I can ask, right? It's It's just a request. It's just my little request is that we as a family pray that our family will begin to fear God, not in a terrifying way, like a, afraid of a monster or something, but to fear and reverence Him. We got to start saying and praying for that, and then see our family as a family that fear God, that just believe in doing what is right, or that reverence God, a high, high reverence for God. And I'm not trying to turn the show into no Bible study, nothing like that. I'm just saying we all together. What's wrong with praying for something? What's wrong with saying, hey, let's pray? That's all it is. I'm not going to turn to no prayer meeting or nothing like that. It's just I just want to request the family to pray. And after you pray, believe that it's going to come to pass and begin to declare it. Simple and plain. How long was that? Two minutes? So anyway, family, like I was saying, we're 13 state family. We're in the states of Kansas, Florida, Texas, uh, California, Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma, 
and Alaska. I might have missed one, but darling, I'm sure you'll correct me if I did. But that's all I can, I can, I can see right about now. So anyway, we're all over the place, and tonight, 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 we are interviewing one of our own, one of our elders, who's going to bring a lot of history. I'm sure about Addie. Uh, Booker Douglas, and I'm sure she'll be talking about herself. That is Eddie Dale Clark talking about her, her own life and, and what she even encountered um, with family and everything. So I'm looking forward. I don't know what she's going to share, to be honest. Uh, I know we have some questions for her, but how she answers, we don't know. Okay, so I kind of like these interviews where we don't know very little about the guests. This way we can't go wrong. Okay? So, um, darling, did you have anything else? I know we covered the birthdays. We didn't have any anniversaries, I don't believe. Uh, anything else you can think of? Okay. Uh, what we are wanting is feedback as to what, not to sound like a broken record, but feedback as to what the people would like to hear, what topics they would like to speak on or have spoke on. And what what side of the family they like to hear from since, you know, some sides get more talk time than the other, which is just as this height comes out, but nothing planned. So okay. we're just asking for feedback and a little bit of information from everyone. So we knew know which way to go. Right, and, and I want to chime in on that. Uh, and, and and what Darling is saying is very true. We're coming up on the 50th show. We just, like I said last week, we don't know what y'all thinking. Blog Talk is 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 doing a very good job in letting us know how many people is actually listening to us. And folks, I'm telling y'all, I'm going to post it on the Ed Nisbell page. We are. Constantly increasing, 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 increasing. But the scary thing is, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing right or wrong. We just know that we get more listeners. Now you would say, "Well, Seth, why are you worried? Just keep doing what you're doing." But here's where we are not happy, and that is with participation. Just gonna be honest with you, fam. We all family. I'm not really happy with the participation. We're not getting a lot of participants to come on. So I wanna. Add to what she's saying. If y'all want to hear people on the show, if you want people, and I was messing with the controls. Hopefully, I won't. Don't repeat nothing you just said, darling. Um, I have a little bit of problem with my computer, y'all. But uh, um, we want y'all to let us know who do y'all want to hear on the show. Do y'all like uh, the topics we cover? Do you like the time of the show? Do you like how long the show is or how short the show is? Do you like the time? Do you like um? I mean, the, the time of the week. Do you like the day of the week we have the show? Uh, or do you think it should be every week or every other week? We need y'all. We need your family to send us email. Let us know because we are happy that you're listening, but we want to make it better. And we don't know how to make it better because many of y'all are like to just sit back like you're doing right now, drinking your coffee and you're talking. And we appreciate it. Keep listening. Don't stop doing that. Oh, no, no, no. But we just want to know how can we get more participation. This is not supposed to be a show where Darling and it's not the Darling and Seth show. 
We want others to come in, co-host, and maybe darling, take a break. We want others to come in and host, like doing what I do. Not a problem. I can show you what I do. It's not a problem. I'm not trying to be y'all's whatever. I'm just trying to be a, a cousin that's just, you know, I just want to be a blessing to you. Uh, and so that's why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but we want participation. That's all we're saying. So we're creeping up on our 50th show. On our 50th show, we want to make some changes. If it's needed, you may say, Seth, y'all doing a good job, don't change nothing. Then we won't change anything. But we're trying to get the participation. While we like the numbers, we want participation because blog talk, let's face it, we don't know what these people are doing. What if they're just saying these numbers are high and they're not? I don't want things negative like that. But what if that's what they're doing? I don't know because our family don't really talk to us like that. We get emails from some of you. You know who you are. Thank you for the compliments behind the scenes. We do get a few. But we're talking about uh, Ed, Ed and Isabel Page have over 300 members. And some of these shows, we had a couple of shows that was over 300 listens. That means 300 times some of you clicked on the show to listen. So we know for a fact you're listening. We know you're listening. But what do you want? What will cause you to get involved? What will cause your family to get involved to want to co-host the show, to want to, um, you know, so, anyway, that's what's going on with that. So, family, please email or text Darlene or myself. Hopefully you send us both the same information. Let us know compliments, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we need to change. Tweak us, uh, uh, you know, critique us. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. We need that. Every blog show needs that feedback from family, okay? So don't sit back and say, oh, Somebody else is texting them. I ain't going to text them. Somebody else is emailing them. No, no, no. We need your email. Your email. Yours. What do you like? Okay? Hit us on Facebook. Let us know. Okay? Um, I think we covered everything. I want to do something at this time. I want to start a um, new segment. Um, uh, Tosh is going to be joining us. Uh, we won't be playing William B. William is needing He said he's going to be taking a break. Uh, William B. is going to be taking a break from the show, so we won't be hearing financial tips from William B. I don't know how long he says he'll let me know. So uh, um, I just, you know, give me your prayers. I don't know if there's anything bad or not. He just said he needs a break. So uh, he was going to take a break. Well, not that he needed one. He's going to take a break. So, um, But I've enjoyed every single clip he put forth, and hopefully he'll uh, be back sooner than, than uh, later. And... Uh, in the meantime, I, I got some other things I want to ask. Uh, we got so many things to do. We still had done our comedy. We kind of got away from our comedy. We got away from a lot of things we used to do early on with the earlier shows. I kind of want to get back to some of them anyway. So this would be an excellent time to, to do things like the comedy and and um, just a bunch of stuff we used to do early on. Yeah, I remember when we first started, we did a bunch of little things, and we then kind of got away. So one thing I want to do that we have never done is a movie review. And so at this time, I want to talk about uh, this movie that has, um, it's kind of old now, but it's, it, it really is it touched me and like um, very seldom this movie do. And that's War Room. I don't know if you had an opportunity to go see it. Some of y'all say, oh, that's Christian stuff. You got to go see it. If you're a Christian or not, you got to go see it. And so I'm going to give you a little sample of it tonight. The uh, interviewer, the, the star of the show is, is uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you uh, let you judge for yourself. So we're going to do a little clip here from uh, uh, War Room here in a second. And, uh, Darlene, did you get a chance to see it yet? I didn't even get a chance to ask no, you No, I did not. I did not. Okay, well, you may like this. You may like it. Hopefully you will. 
but a very powerful family talking about prayer in a way I guarantee you most of you have never heard. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. So we're going to um, learn a little bit about prayer tonight. I mean, people say, oh, well, how can you, what is it to learn about prayer? Just prayer. No, that's the problem. That is the problem. No, it's not just prayer. It's not just prayer. So anyway, here is uh, the star of uh, War Room being interviewed, and then we're going to play a clip where she's actually doing some serious, different kind of praying. So we'll take a little short break and just sit back and listen to this uh, interview um, of Priscilla Shire, um, and uh, we'll be right back. Check this out, folks. Last August, the movie War Room hit theaters, and making her big screen debut was best-selling author and speaker Priscilla Shire. In this film from the creators of Courageous and Fireproof, Priscilla plays a woman who finds herself in a battle to save her marriage and family. She learns that to win, she needs a strategic plan of prayer. You need to do your fighting in prayer. Recently, Priscilla took her role into real life with her new book, Fervent. She shows women how to create strategies that will help them fight the tough battles in their own lives. Your wife and mother first. Mm-hmm. And then we have all the things that you do in terms of ministry, writing, now acting. And I thought about all the women especially, but people in general who say, I don't have time to pray. I have so many mm. things mm. on my plate. Oh, yeah. How do you find time to really pray? And then do you find yourself making up the difference? Do you lose anything in the process? You know what? I find that the Lord seems to multiply my time mm. when I just put first things first. It's kind of like when he told the children of Israel about gathering manna and he said, but on the, you know, on that Sabbath day, on that seventh day, you don't gather, just trust that what I give you on the sixth day will be a double portion. It'll be enough to carry you through. And so I've kind of just seared that on my heart and my mind when I'm getting too busy. Now, let me just also clarify and say, I am so not perfect at it. You know, (laughs) I got these three boys of mine and, you know, I'm still trying to figure out you know, another way to cook chicken for dinner for tonight, you know, (laughs) and I've got laundry everywhere. So I totally get the struggle of it. But I do think that being strategic in our prayer lives and even writing down um, either what we're praying or at least the name of someone we're praying for and having those prayers posted, which is the goal of of um, some of the ministry that the Lord has laid on my heart, just encouraging people to to sort of write down what your focus is. Now, you know, a lot of times we talk about fervent prayer, which that comes from the book of James in the Bible, mm-hmm. where it says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Some people think fervent prayer is how loud I can pray mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever we think we're bringing down heaven or whatever. But what really is fervent prayer? Well, fervor is passion. And passion is the fuel that drives you past discouragement, past heartache, past exhaustion. It's like an Olympic runner. Well, the training process, they don't necessarily like it, but they're doing it because they've got this fuel underneath the surface that is continuing to burn and that it presses them onward even when they don't feel like doing all of the, the many um, regimented things they have to do to be prepared. So fervor is one of the things, by the way, that the enemy wants to steal from us. If he can get your passion, then he knows he's really hit you where it hurts because if you're fuel is gone, then as soon as external circumstances are not in alignment with your goals, you'll fall by the wayside because you have nothing to keep you going. And so fervor is this invitation that we have to experience the passion that God's own spirit stirs up in your heart 
It's an internal fervor. It has nothing to do with um, external factors in terms of them taking your fervor away or in terms of you uh, manufacturing some sort of hype. That's what it is when it's manufactured. Right. It's emotionalism and it's hype. But passion stirred by God's spirit, that creates a fervor on the inside of you that really can't be quelled no matter what's going on on the outside. And you said a few minutes ago the word strategy, because one yeah. thing you really talk about in the book is the need for strategic prayer. Yeah. But why do we need to have a strategy for prayer? It seems like prayer should be so simple. You know, it's just a conversation with God. Yeah. That's what we say. But why do we need a strategy? And I agree with you. It is a conversation with God in prayer. But what are you conversating with him about? Mm. What are you even bringing to him? Are you just throwing some words out and hoping they, they mean something? Or are you being thoughtful? That's what strategy means. It means where you look at all of the circumstances that are, that are around your life, the people and the things that you hold dear, and you look to see where the enemy is at work. This is why we need to be strategic, because the enemy is strategic. He's not throwing out some blanketed approach in hopes that he catch people in his little net of deception. No, he knows us. He knows my weaknesses. The enemy is after our demise. So once we find out that the enemy is strategic, well, why wouldn't we want to be strategic? As opposed to praying randomly, we have to be thoughtful about what it is that we see the enemy doing, where we see him at work in the undercurrents of our circumstances, and then apply the promises of God from his own word to those specific situations in our prayer life. So in that way, we decide not only to be consistent in prayer, which is also important, but to be intentional, deliberate, and strategic. Hit the enemy where it hurts. This is my favorite place in this house. I called it my war room. You wrote prayers for each area of your life. Prayer strategy. I sure could use some of that. There's something about the closet, and the film is called War Room. Mm -hmm. Why is it important to have this place that we go to yeah. and we seek the Lord that's separate from everything else? Well, I do think that it minimizes distraction. I do think that. And, and there is some beauty in having this place that is set aside. You know what it's for. You and God know what it's for, even if nobody else does. And when you're in that place, you don't have to worry about impressing anybody else. Nobody's there watching. They're not seeing what you've written down and posted on that wall where it's behind a closed door. It's literally just a place where you can be honest and authentic with God. So there is beauty in that. But I do hope that moviegoers will take it a step further and see that really that war room, in, in a lot of ways, yes, physically it matters that we have a place, even if it's just the corner of your room, mm -hmm. your bedroom, where you post a few things. But it is also symbolic of um, something bigger than just a physical war room. It is prioritizing a place in your mind, prioritizing a place in your schedule, prioritizing a place in your decision-making, prioritizing a place in our lives where we say we are going to honor God. We are going to seek him first above all else. And so, yes, we do that physically by having a place we've carved out for him. But, you know, we do it in our schedules, too. We do it on paper. We do it by letting the person know that we're making a decision with that. You know what? I got to seek God first. I'll get back with you on my answer. So, again, it's about prioritizing our relationship with God above all else. to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee.
are, devil. But I know you can hear me. You have played with my mind and had your way long enough. No more. You are done. Jesus is the Lord of this house. And that means there's no place for you here anymore. So take your lies, your schemes, and your accusations and get out in Jesus' name.
somebody get on up. Come on.
Okay, folks, now we're back. I apologize. Had some phone uh, difficulty here, and we got it fixed. So um, all of those phone numbers that I just talked to, I thank you for um, trying to help out, but I think I got it fixed now. Okay, so uh, Miss Darling, now uh, can you hear me? I can. Which wow. Wow, I don't even want to explain what just happened. My phone, my, my, my computer was frozen. I had to reboot it just that fast. When I rebooted and hit your number again, it came on. So it's just technical stuff, folks, technical stuff. So anyway, darling, let's do this. Let's just keep going, keep moving, keep moving. I apologize, folks. Uh, Eric Code, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, someone got their hand up probably in regard to the I think the, that's uh, me. No, this is air code 817378. Well, thank you, sir. It sounds like the one and only Donald Jr. It is the one and only Donald Jr. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in, sir. Really good to hear your voice. And I apologize, Sammy, for that. But we just never know these blogs. You know, it's the world of technicality, and these things do happen. But I don't want to hold y'all up from talking about this. So let's go ahead and keep it going. Uh, Donald, can you hang out with us? Yeah, I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to hang out to the show, though. Okay, great, great, great. Well, just let us know because I know you're working these days and your job is a different job and it, and it calls you in at weird times. So um, uh, I'm trying to get to find our guest here. But, Don, while I'm looking for our guest to call, uh, can you go ahead and just kind of address the family and tell us what you've been up to because we haven't heard from you in a while. To be honest with you, I've been uh, exploring different avenues of ministry. I've been hanging out with your brother, the one and only Lars Turner. I had the opportunity to hear Donna's daughter, uh, Miss Tammy, with the uh, band that she sings with. And uh, we at the uh, Button Capital this week, and I must say she's an exceptionally great entertainer. Oh, so yeah, tell us about that. And what he's saying, folks, we have a very popular restaurant here in Fort Worth called Buttons. It's the place to be. It is one of those places you want to see before you leave the Dallas Forward there. It's one of those highly sought out the restaurants. Uh, they have they're always packed. You got to call ahead. And Don is just saying that Tanny, which is Donna's daughter, was entertaining singing there the other night. How did that go? It was so nice. They sang all the old school you can think of, and uh, the band name is Chain Reaction. And uh. Uh-huh. Tanny is one of the uh, vocalists in the group. There's three women, and uh, the band is in the background. But I must tell you, if you ever get a chance to hear a chain reaction, you ought to come hear them. And I was just proud to see members of the family with such skill do such a nice job. And Buttons is a very nice place to eat. I mean, it's no real frown. It's very well kept. And I think uh, if you're the full set, and uh, you can be a Christian and still go in and enjoy your nice meal and listen to the music. So well, let's not get it twisted. We got a lot of believers that don't know how to enjoy life. But I'm just here to tell you that it was a very nice affair. And I'd also like to say that uh, 
Reverend Robert Spaulding preached on Sunday, who is actually uh, Booker's daughter, one of the oldest seniors of the family on the Douglas side. She gave a very wonderful message this Sunday at the West Chapel Church, where the Reverend with the Reverend uh, Franklin is the pastor. So, you know, just a lot of things that happen to most people in general. But I was listening to you talk uh, about what can we do to add to the program, make it better, or uh, that would be interesting to keep people wanting to call in and do comments. And I think we need to focus on the youth. There's so many youth and in the, in the families over the nation that we just need to have a rally on people calling in and tell us what would you like to hear or what issues would you like for us to address. It's not an easy task, but I think if seniors or the elders would begin to talk to their young people about uh, using social media as well as this blog as a as a tool to uh, become empowered and have uh, social healing, spiritual healing, we'd be surprised at what we can do as a team or an extended family to uh, do good amongst those county families. There? Yeah, I'm going to just listen to what you're saying. So we want to do is try to do something that will reach the youth. The youth is what's going to take us on further. We got people who are so technical. We got people who know how to uh, put stuff together. Even though we got our seniors who are the pioneers of different things such as that, we still got people coming on that need to be mentored, uh, willing to just listen. If they had someone that would just reach out and say, here, I'm here to help you. Okay. Well, listen, Don, let me do this. Let me interject here because our guest is in the house. I appreciate you sharing that and updating us on uh, family there. But listen, uh, let's go to, go to the phone lines and, and bring on our guest. Don, you just hang out with us if you don't mind. Um, but area code. Hold on. What happened? I just saw her. Lord, what is going on? Did she just hang up? Hold on, hold on, folks, 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 folks. Just had our guest on the phone line. <laughs> okay, Miss Addie Dell, if you're in the house, she what she did is she called on one phone and she couldn't hear, so she called on another phone. But we're gonna get her on the phone lines for sure. So, uh, oh Lord, here. Well, I tell y'all what. Uh, Don, why don't you go ahead and share it, and so just pick up where you left off, and I'm going to call her, because she's an older lady, and then this stuff can be kind of technical, and um, so let me get her on the phone, okay? Uh, Hello. Darling, you and Don, if y'all could just continue talking, I'll, I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Hey, Darlene, what do um, you think about, uh, about us uh, giving birth to a youth rally, a rally for change? This is just top, off the top of my head, and I'm not just trying to just say something, put something out there with no substance, but, you know, I believe that thoughts are given to us by divine inspiration, and knowing that you are a spiritual person as myself, what do you think about a youth rally for change uh, sponsored by the uh, Douglas County family? 
I think that would be great because, you know, the youth is our future and we need to kind of work with them and let them know that, you know, that we can work with them, we can work together rather, and and, and see what happens after that. And we got, in each one of our families, we have different age groups of youth. And if there is anyone that could hear me that would like to participate in a uh, youth rally for change, it don't have to be immediate. It's something that we can work on and give birth to. Uh, I'm willing to uh, listen and work with Seth and Darlene, and we can coordinate and get some other family members that's willing to, on, on each side, regardless of where you live, and we can take it from one city to the next. And it don't have to be extravagant, but it can be effective. Well, my email is uh, revrat54 at gmail.com. If anyone is interested in sharing your sentiments on that, again, that's revrat54 at gmail.com. That's where I can be reached. You know, I don't like to give my phone out until I really know. <laughs> you know, we okay. unfortunately we have a lot of people that don't respect so and it's gonna have to be Okay, you said R E V R A T. R A T. That's Reverend Rap fifty four at gmail dot com. That's just uh Okay. Okay. I got it right now. Okay, let me tell, um, there's going to be a family reunion in Carwell, and I just posted that on the page. It's the Butler, Miles, and Kennedy family reunion. It's September the 9th, 10th, and 11th. I believe the 9th is going to be the meet and greet, and the 10th is going to be the reunion, and the 11th, is going to be church service And the writing Is very very small But I just posted that And um, I can get More information on that Yeah well you know what I know that uh, I would Like to attend the run in Cardwell Coming up And uh, there's so many people in our family That we Sometimes don't really have a close Relationship with because we just don't know When you have a large family And with diverse backgrounds Different We have so many different people who are Educated and who are Have different skills And young people who are Equally as talented We just need to be able to Sometimes share Our gifts with each other And uh, our gifts and make room For ourselves and for others too you can always learn and be blessed from someone else. Right, right. Um, so uh, we're going to make up some rules. Uh, are we going to be on the young people situation you were speaking of? No, I'm not necessarily making up some rules. We just kind of just brainstorm on, on a rally that will bring in social change for the members of our family. And others that would be interesting. It's just kind of just like you have youth revivals. This would be a youth rally for change. 
I mean, we may we may even have a speaker within or without the family that's able to share some positive direction for someone that may have uh, interest in uh, further education, someone that may have interest in uh, overcoming substance abuse, someone that may have uh, emotional okay. baggage. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Just a, a right. self-help and self-empowerment type rally. Okay. And we just don't believe God for to make this thing happen, and we'll believe God for funding when when that, when that becomes necessary. We'll start out small, and if God give us the strength, we'll go big. Okay. It may not happen overnight, but I believe that if we have enough kids on our emails and uh, on the page that says, yes, I'm interested, I'm willing to do this, or I'm willing to do that, maybe we can meet up somewhere, we can have a conference, either by a phone conference or either someone, someone will come down to the uh, next family reunion and go from there. Or even, or even by letter. That's why we are blessed to have emails because we can do fast communication. Okay. Okay. I know fast experience is okay, difficult. So, okay, Don and, and, and Darlene, excuse me for interrupting, but I now for sure have the guests on the phone lines. Uh, uh, before I bring her on, I just want to say I uh, apologize to the little interruption and everything uh, that we've been having. Y'all just got to know that's what happened. You do these blogs. Things happen. It's just unfortunate. But things do happen. So, um, Don, did y'all finish what y'all were saying? I know I can't interrupt y'all, but uh, yes, sir, we're all done, actually. Say, I guess okay. I should do that. Okay. Yes, sir, okay. We yeah. We basically got out there. Okay. Well, again, I apologize, folks. Uh, anyway, um going to go ahead and bring her on right about now. Thank everybody for their patience, okay? So let me go ahead and bring Miss Addie Dell on the phone lines. We have her in the house. Okay, area code 714. Miss Addie Dale Clark, are you there? Yes. Okay, how are you doing today? Fine. Yeah, well, we apologize for the phone lines. We're going to have a little trouble. And we have these blogs since it's all technical. Uh, Addie Dale, this is what happens. Let me just ask you the first question. What do you prefer to be called? I hear Aunt Dale, Dale, Addie, Addie Dale. What do you prefer to be called? Dale. Dale? Dale. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Don and Darlene, say hello to Dale. We have on the phone lines tonight. Looking forward to an exciting show. Say hello to her. Hello. Hello, there, Dale. Hello. How are you? Glad to meet you. Now, Dale, you know who Darlene is, right? She's on the Ennis Buddy side of the family. You know, this, this family has seven large branches, and, uh, uh, Darling is on the Ennis Buddy side, and Don is on the Azalee side, and you probably have met these people. Have you met any of the, uh, Azalee or Ennis Buddy? No, I, I met Azalee, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, and uh, you're going to be probably our 40th, this is probably our 40th show, and... Uh, 
I tell you, it's been a journey. We've been interviewing a lot of different elders just like yourself. And I'm just anxious to, to have you on the show. We haven't had anybody from the Addy side, the Addy branch in a while. Do me a favor and let everybody know how you related uh, from uh, Ed and Isabel, uh, if, if you can, or from Addy. It don't matter either one. Uh, how are you related to the family? We ask everybody that question. Addie, Addie, Addie is my mother. That's how I'm related. Adley sisters, Buddy, and all the rest of them. My mother was their sister. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let me uh, again welcome you to the show and thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, I have some questions I have to ask you. And, um, just feel free to relax and just talk as long as you want and as short as you want. There's no right or wrong answers, really. You, we're trying to learn who you are. So the first question is, I want to know who your children are, if you don't mind, who are your children, and uh, where do they live? I have four children, eight grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. All of them are here in, in our California. Some live in Inglewood, some live in Cypress, where I live. Just about all of them live in, in the same area I live in. Okay. Okay. All right, well, any, uh, um, I want to, I always, add, uh, the third question is always the same, no matter how many times we do the interview. And Don, you and uh, Darling, if y'all have any questions, there's no certain format. Y'all can just hop in here, too, uh, with anything you want to ask in general. Uh but tonight we just kind of winging it, no no certain questions. But I do want to ask you, if someone was to ask you, Eddie Dale, uh, Dale, who are you? In about five minutes, what would you tell them? I mean, who is Eddie Dale Clark? Well, all I can say is that I am 81 years old, and by the grace of God, I've been married for 61 years, and I'm a... I'm, uh, I'm a former retired nurse. That I'm retired right now, but I'm retired in in the physical aspect. But I'm a minister in the in the in the in the, in the gospel, not the one that walk around in the pulpit and all like that. But my ministry is mentally, generally in the hospitals, in the streets, or anywhere that I find somebody that needs to be led to Jesus. That's my primary things that I'm doing right now. But right now, when I was younger, in my younger age, I asked the Lord, what must I put, put territory must I cover? He told me to be a nurse, because people would always be sick. So I've been taking care of the physical sickness, and now I'm taking care of the spiritual sickness right now. With the help of God, that's what I'm doing right now. My children are they're doing quite well. I have one that may be graduating in two more years. He's going to be a high school teacher. I have a nurse. Then I have a, a respiratory therapist granddaughter. And then I have another son, another child. She, he's there. Well, what I've got now. But all of God has blessed us to have some type of professional. If they're not, now they will be getting it soon. So I have this one blessed lady. That's what I can say about myself. 
uh, any questions in the, in the, and there's a little noise in the background. I don't know who it is. Uh, y'all remember when uh, uh, we have these shows, you got to have kept it quiet in the background. Otherwise, those noises will come through on the phone lines. And it's something, it may be me sometimes. But anyway, uh, I appreciate you answering that. Uh, now, I, you was at the reunion. What did you think of the reunion in 2015 with the Brenna May and everybody? Don, you was there, and Darlene was there, right? Y'all two was there, right? Right. Yes, so what did you think uh, uh, of the reunion? Uh, I, I remember you singing and praying and several things. I, I, thought, I thought it was remarkable because uh, many years ago there was a young man. He, he met a, a young lady who was getting ready to marry. And so he, he, he searched the background. And when he got ready to marry her, he found out it was again, folks. Uh-oh. So I think with the family reunion that we're having, which, which started, I think it's, it's a remarkable idea. We can pass it on. I hope that the other generation takes it on through so we will get to know each other. Wow. Well, I know I enjoyed the reunion. That's what inspired me to do this blog, to tell you the truth, uh, Dale. This is what, uh, this is birthed literally out of that um, reunion. So uh, let's do this. I want to find out a little bit more about you. So, I had asked you, we've asked you, how are you related? We've, and you've uh, explained that, and uh, we talked about your kids. Let's ask you this. Um, what are the fast, your favorite pastimes, hobbies, uh, just favorite movies, books? Just what do you do in your pastime? Well, I have the, uh, I used to go to the jail ministry. I used to go to the, uh, to the uh, I got older now, but I still go to the rest home. I have Bible studies. I have business uh, 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 get together and we visit each other and talk and, and uh, go to the park. I love the park. Different things like that. I like to walk. All those things are, I like to And I'm, I'm very fond of roses. I can just get in a rose with a rose uh, garden and stay there, just, just enjoying the, the beauty of the roses. I'm a very simple person. Simple thing that makes me happy. Doesn't take much to make me happy. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: Do you ever watch movies? Like I know a lot of uh, uh, people like. I like Western. My favorite Western. I like I like Texas Ranger. I watch him every day. My my kids laugh at me. Okay, now hold on. We gotta get this phone right now. Do my favor if you need a window, kind of get close to a window because you're breaking up. And I learned that doing these blogs that helps when you get close to a window for some reason. So you're breaking up, and I want everybody to hear every word you're saying. Your words are very important tonight. So you're breaking up. So um, and we'll see. Maybe we have to call us on the landline, which would be just perfect. It might be even better. But well, let's just play it by ear here. Okay, any books you like? I know the probably the Bible is going to be for sure. But what, what in your own words, what, what are your favorite books? I like magazines. Like I, it used to have a uh, Ebony. It used to like, but it's best gone out. I, I like, I like the uh, oh, everyday living things of that nature. A lot of food books. I like a lot of that health books. You get from the health food store, which tell you all about your body and the food. I like that. I like to look at my cooking on the too. I like that too. And I like the view because the view gets you. It's a it's a it's a episode of the highlights. You don't have to go 
uh, look and they look at the view and they highlight all of it. Some of it I don't like, but I enjoy it. What I like, the rest of it I don't like. I don't have to listen to it, but I enjoy that too. So you like, like the view? Matthews. I was like Judge Matthews too. <laughs> yeah, he's a little rough. Oh yeah, I, I like him. <laughs> you know, now, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, because we want to hear every word you're saying. Can you do me a huge favor? Because I know you got everybody listening. We got the phone lines loaded with people. Nobody has hung up since the beginning of the show, with the exception of Darling having a little technical thing with her phone. wasn't her fault. Yeah. Um, can you do me a favor, Dale, and just simply call that same number you just called, but on a house phone? Because you got the house phone there too. Are you able to call on your house phone? You are, it, it, it is my house phone. You're calling me now on your house phone? Yes. Because it's breaking up like yes. a cell phone. No, it's, okay. it's, a house, it's, a, it's a house phone, the one you just plug on the, you know, the wall. Okay, but well, stay there. You're, 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 you're the best you can do then if it's a house. If it's a landline, that's what we prefer. So we just work with it. But uh, you were breaking up. It's weird. You sound like you're on the cell. Any questions from Don? Don Jr., you are, uh, darling, any questions? Uh, yeah, I, I have, have one. Question. Go ahead, Don. No, no, ladies first. I was going to ask about your achievements, but I remember a story about, I guess it was the first child you had and they didn't want you to come in the store to buy milk or something like that? About a, about a story about, about my, when I, what was it now? I can't recall what you said. Okay, I, I think years back you were on a bus, maybe something like that, and they didn't want you oh, to come yes. in the store. Oh, yes, my, my baby, my son, he's 60 years old now. We were coming on the bus from Missouri, and, you know, we were riding on the back of the bus. So we stopped, and, and, and we got I got off, and my son needed some milk. So we had to naturally go to the, to the little it was about as big as a big size bathroom in there with the food and my baby and I waited back there and waited and nobody came so I said I'm going to the front so I went to the front so she said what you doing up here I said I come to get me a baby some milk so the man way in the corner he looked at me he said give that lady some milk I got my milk and got on back out of there that was my story that has been my life that has been your well, life. You know, Elaborate think, on yes. that. Elaborate on that. That has been your life. What do you mean by that? That means you, you tell when I got a go-ahead signal, I, a quit is not in my vocabulary about doing things. When somebody tells me no, when I know it's right, I don't stop. I keep going and going. The upper God now, I keep moving to that point that I have destiny for me. Milk was my destination for my child. The rest, the rest of it was history in my book. I didn't care wow. about the, whatever they told me I couldn't do. I dare in the dare. I guess you call my mother was a daring woman. That's oh really? Addie Booker was. A, yeah, we call her Addie Booker. Addie Booker was a, and she put that in us. Be daring, even though it had her age and her time. She was a daring woman. We lived, we lived, we lived in a situation. We lived in a two-bedroom house. And we, we, we was on $30 welfare, what we had. 
$10, $10 was rent. My mother said, we're going to get together this year. We're going to work, and we're going to buy us a house this summer. We all got together, the three of us. I got three of us, Paul, Mick, and, and, and me, and my mother. We worked, and we went and paid down us a house. We built us a house. We got out of that three-bedroom, two-bedroom house. That's where I say my mother was daring. Whatever she put her mind to do, she we got together, and she put that in us. Togetherness, and that's what I like about the family coming together right now. You can't beat families getting together. Amen. Okay. Okay. Don, you had something? Uh, no, no. I'm just I'm listening right now. I was going to ask her about something else, but but uh, she's kind of go right ahead, brother. No, I just uh, my my I guess my question was when she was saying she do like. Street ministry and stuff like that. I also want to ask her: Does she do any personal writings as as it relates to her uh, accomplishments? No, I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about any personal writing or anything like that. Well, one thing I can respect is uh, your you know this whole traditional when you say minister. I love how you articulated that because God has called many people, and they are businessmen. They ain't going to nobody's pulpit. And they just is called, they're called to deal in business. Some people are called to go and open up a restaurant. Some people are called to go over here. Everybody got the same calling. I mean, everybody's called by the same person, excuse me. But then you have this person that's a minister. God calls him to share his word. And everybody will always think you got to go run into a pulpit, which these days a lot of folks don't want to run to church no way for, for various reasons. A lot of people is not here in no churches right now. Churches for a lot of old people. Now, I know some young people there, but, I mean, a lot of people is not trying to hear church right now for whatever reason. It's just a dark day for our people. And so it's a lot of ministering online, a lot of ministering in the street, a lot of ministering organizations, just you name it. And unfortunately, it's a sad thing. But like I say, it's not totally empty or nothing like that. You got the mega churches and all this stuff. But I'm just saying, I love what you said about going to the rest home, to the prison ministry. You know, this is this is this is the real deal. You don't have to be necessarily up in the pulpit. So I appreciate that. Let me just talk about that a little bit. So what exactly, tell me something about some of your ministry in the rest home. You know, what, What? I mean, I got we got this one picture of you in the rest home, Sharon. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what happens there. Or do the older people really comprehend what you're saying and doing? Or, uh, talk to us. Yes. I, I. The Lord spoke to me about that. They're crippled. They're, they're, they're all types of forms sitting in those chairs you see there, and and some of them blind, all like that. But God says, speak my word. Let them hear my word. It's, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became alive. That word got its flush. When you speak that word, you speak in Jesus into the lives of those people. And he said, never mind, by the, they can't see, they're crippled. They hear. And once they hear, they're responsible for what they hear. So when I go to the restaurant, they'll be all in chairs and beds all around. But they're listening to me. And they hear me. And sometimes I tell them to do things, and they respond. Sometimes their hands can't clap, but their fingers move. Anything that lets me know you hear me. 
And that's my most important thing to do is to express the word, encouraging words from the words. I have testimonies from somebody above group there, us there, anything to get that word, get their attention so they can hear. And once they hear, they're responsible. Huh. Well, let me ask you how you're received by uh, your peers. When you go out to minister, I mean, uh, do a lot of pastors or people go with you, or you just go by yourself, or no, I or, have I have some people from my church. One of the pictures you saw on that is assistant pastor, assistant pastor standing behind me. Right. When I was when the assistant pastor standing there behind. Me. Oh yeah, they they, they oh, I I don't go unless my pastor uh, I'm there. I get his okay first. For me to go, and when he say okay, then I go. I never do anything without. He's my pastor. He's my overseer in the gospel. So I follow. I follow. Then I ask him. He say yes. I go with his blessing. All right, that's old school. Getting the blessings of the pastor. Well, um, anything, darling, the Don, y'all, any questions you ask? I have these few questions I have. But I think she can handle, uh, Dale can handle anything we throw at her, been around uh, with the experience. And, and also, I don't think she's nervous. And she sounds she sound like a very confident uh, person. Um, so y'all got anything? Anything before I? I, I do. I, I think she was like, you were like the first person in your family to become a nurse or to go to college. Or... The, my, my brother. He's a school teacher, and my my, okay. my 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 sister. She went to some parts of formal nursing. Uh, on in my on my mother's side of, of us, and my sister Dorothy. She was an older one. She she was a teacher's aide. There was some little 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 thing she had to do. And then there was then there's my my brother my my sister's children. They're they're uh, either school teacher. I think it's Dorothy has a professor or somebody in in her. Dorothy, she does. So they're 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 pretty well. I thank God for them being educational minded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we are encouraging our each one the grandchildren with to actually them get some form of education behind them. Some form, some okay. form. Yeah, it does help. Uh, Don, anything? Yeah, I want to ask her, what do you think is the one thing that the youth of the day is really seeking or hungry for that we as ministers can use to help or, or what we can do to really help cause positive change in the mindsets of our youth who are struggling? I can't hear too well. What, what, what did ask you say? down a little louder. I'm saying, is there, what is the one thing that you think our youth are really seeking for a need that we who are in ministry can help guide them to in their struggles to get better? Uh, what do you think we could do to to help change the direction of some of our youth who are kind of going astray? Uh, uh, I think the, mo- the, the most important thing is, is to love them. Unconditional love. Okay. Don't try to dress them up. The old folks used to say, don't scale a fish before you catch it. 
huh. catch him if he walks in there. We had one coming Sunday. She had on a red wig and bald headed. And her skirt was a mini skirt. But she wanted, she clapped and she danced and she oh she went over there. But I was we were praying as she was doing that, hoping that something we said that would bring her back. You can't close the door on because they they, they uh, I, I, I love you enough to, to want to uh, address Christ to you, but I, I want to feed you first, okay? Right. And then I'll tell you, when, when I got you sitting you down, then I'll tell you what I want to let you know about God. But sometimes we put the cart before the horse. We start shoving it down their throat before we even got them in there good, and they turned them off. And another thing, we need to have a lifestyle before young people. Young people have seen so much. Until they want to see somebody that's real now. Okay? They want some wow, real that's good, that's good stuff there. right there. That's, that is good stuff. So let's make it real. Let, let's give you a scenario here because you really own some strong stuff here. Let's talk about that a little bit. Don, good question. So, supposing you get some people in there. Uh, <laughs> this is popular. I'm only bringing this up because our church is going through this right about now. You get some young people in there, and, and they're homosexuals. Uh, that's, I don't know if that's even politically correct to say that. If these days you can't even say that word. But what would you do if you get two, two people in there, two women, and they're married, and they want to come to Jesus, and they want to stay together? I tell, I tell you what, G, what God told me to tell them. Love them enough to give them the word. And when I give them the word, I walk away. Now, what is the word? It's just since we have been here. I don't have the scripture right there in front of me. It says in there about the, the uh, what it says about a man and a woman. It describes a man and describes a woman. And when Dennis, he'll tell you about that. Okay? I won't, I don't, don't down you just because you're that. Because sin is sin. They said one while here, they said, along when we first got there, they said that they're denying them their rights. They even put us with the black folks in, like black folks. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let me tell you one thing about that. It's not a sin to be black <laughs> in God's book. It's not a sin to be black. But it is a God's sin when you are denying what God made you. God made you a woman. God made you a man. I, put, I give them that word, okay? And I tell them, God, one thing about God, he put a man and a woman to replenish this earth, okay? That's why he put them together. To, for the sexual activity to go to, it's about between marriage folks, folks, so they can bring forth fruit. Can't no true same sex bring forth fruit. That's a slap in God's face. Okay? That's okay, hold on. I hear a little ding and a little ding and a little ding and noise, God's please, word. whoever that is, because we'll hear that later when they go to play it back. But that is good stuff. Keep going with that. I like that. I love them, to, I love them with the love of God, but I don't like what they do. But I love them. I love you enough to tell you what Jesus said, not what I say, what Jesus said. So what have been some of your experiences when that happened? Did the love prevail and people walk away from the lifestyle? What what has happened? I had a patient one time, and he was telling me about different parts of it. I told him, he told me, I never heard that before, he told me. And I left it there. I I don't, see, that's God's job. We give them the word and walk away. It's God's job to finish what he started with the word in them. I don't walk around and, and watch them and see do they change. I've done, God told me to give them the word. And when I give them that, I walk away and pray for them. 
because I have enough faith to know if their hearts is right and they want to change, God will change them because God loves everybody. He loves them just like he loves me. Hey, Dale. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you answered, uh, that was a real-life question there. I, I have a real-life question, but you're kind of getting into and that's good. Let me, let's me let talk a little bit about, uh, I don't know if I want to hit that harder or talk about your mom. I don't know which way to go. Both of them is good. Um, let's do this. Not <laughs> um, Eddie, Eddie uh, Booker. You say y'all call her Eddie Booker Douglas. I mean, Eddie Douglas Booker. What do y'all call her? Okay, hold on, hold on. We got to get this noise right. I hear some noise. Hold on a second. Don, that's your line. I just muted you and it stopped. We got to get this noise right, okay? All right, please. Um, I'll meet you for now until I, until in a second here. But Miss Ed, uh, Eddie or uh, Dale, uh, about your mom, about your mom. Let us know what is some things that you want us to know about her. I mean, I know there's billions of things you can tell us, but just give us about maybe four or five things that everybody should know about your mom, please. She, my mother was a stern lady. She said what she meant, and she meant what she said. My mother was a, was the type of person. When, I tell you how we, how she was, how stern she was with us. She would go away, but she would leave us there, and she would say, "She said I'll, I'll be back," and and she was so. We were so obedient because she was our mom, and, and we and we respected her. So when she she could come back to the house anytime, the work was already done. What she told us to do: washing, cleaning up, cooking, whatever she told us to do. We respected her that way because she was that type of woman. What she said, she meant, and you know she meant it. Okay. She wasn't a how woman that had a lot of. Uh, uh, and you can keep you can keep going there. Go ahead. She didn't have a lot of didn't have much, but like I said, when she told us, she said we're gonna we're gonna work and get us a house. She didn't stop. If and no, that's the way she kept us going with that type of mentality. Okay. Now, did she have what kind of relationship did she have with her sisters, Azalee, Dosha? Uh, do you remember any of them coming around? And if so, how was the relationship? She went to, with, uh, as far as I know, as far as I know, she she went to she went to see them. They went to see her. And I tell you one thing: when when my mother died, there was two of them I came came to her mother's came to the funeral. And and as Lee said that she said the the the, the 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 record has been broken. So my mother must have been the tie that kept them together. She said it's been broken. And ever since the one of them died right after each other, they died. After huh. she died. But when she said, as Lee said, it has been broken now. And then after that, wow. they all just, uh-huh. So she must have been the tired of kind of, kind of held, you know, there's one family in the memory that holds everybody together. Oh, wow. Kind of speak a word, and, and they kind of cling to each, that particular person. I think wow. she was at the time. Wow. Well, uh, Don, your line is open now. Darling, any questions, comments? I don't know. It seems like uh, just from listening, deal that it's been some really strong 
uh, family structure in your upbringing. And that's something that I, you know, I can sense it in the spirit. That's something that I'm really feeling a sense of humility just by listening to you talk. Uh, Being uh, as a leader, which is my grandmother, was real close. And uh, even though I hadn't had a chance to meet her, my mother had, who was a lobby. I know she's had a chance to speak with you. But myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning something tonight, and I want you to know that. You know, even though I'm 50, what, 60 years old, still, you can always learn or you have something that you already know revisited within your mindset when you listen to a singing that's been down the road of life. So I just like to say I've enjoyed speaking, and I cherish the one thing you said, family structure, you know, strong family ties, and respect is what I get out of your whole conversation has been respect. I'm 81 years old, you're 60. I'm still learning. I, I go to Sunday school. I learn from the babies in Sunday school. My mind is open to receive. Well, I'm blessed to have received something. You see, like when we start, when he was making the mention about speaking to members of the, uh, you know, gay and lesbian community, you say just give them love. And I did have a question, and I don't know if you're able to deal with it, but you know, when you when you deal with someone who's caught up in their lifestyle and you really have a passion for them being saved and you give them the word and walk away. But you can see yeah. that they struggle. You know, how do you help them when they just struggle? And they're like they want to break loose, but they feel like they just yeah. I'm a person that believes in fast and praying. When I see it, when I see something and, and God shows me that individual and, and the struggle that, that's going, I, 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 begin, I share. I can't talk or say too much because you don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't know what to say, but you do know I've turned my plate down and I fast and pray for that individual. I tell God, you see him, you know what's going on. And that's yes. my way of, of issuing in the, the very presence of God to that individual, even though they don't know God is working with them. Because I believe I've asked them and I believe God is going to honor what I did for them. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. that. That helps me in my ministry because there's so many different people who are struggling with private issues, and we as ministers, whether we be uh, the pastor or just lay ministers, we need yeah. a way of communicating with those who are struggling, who are not always vocal, but privately yeah. they struggle, and they're looking for help. I get a, just a, just a few days ago, one of the ministers in 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 into our, but by the way, I forgot to tell you that I'm I'm the chaplain and they, they I didn't ask for it, they gave it to me. The chaplain of the second jurisdiction here in California. Uh, you know where the chaplain is, don't you? Yes, right. I sure do. Uh-huh. Well, I'm the chaplain for the jurisdiction. When they have the conventions and the convocations or whatever they have, I, I, I God is no no. Big me, okay. They, they. I didn't want it, but God told me take it, take it. I want you to take it. He told me. I said okay. So I'm, I'm, they give back to me in the chaplain. But getting back to what I, what I want, what I, what I want to say that we have one of the ministers in, 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 the, in the jurisdiction, and they were saying so much about and this and that and that and that. And the Lord told me last week. He said, the body of Christ. I pictured the body of Christ 
to be like the normal body. He said, when the hand, some parts of the church, the hand, the feet, the eyes, whatever part of the body that God decides that church to be in the body of Christ when it comes to ministering. So he told me, he said, that later there's a hand. She's sick. She's a minister, but she's sick. Picture her as being the body of Christ. Your natural body is sick. What would that other hand do if it was sick? It would go there and heal that hand. It would try to find such a way to heal that part of that body until it began to get well so it can function normally. And I said, oh, God, this I still have to do. You see, I'm a, I'm a small person when it comes down to preaching and all like that. I don't jump up and preach and tell them, I pray and ask God, you open the door, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them what you told me. That part of the body is sick and she needs healing, just like our body is. Every now and then, the body gets sick. Are you still there? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, like yeah. We hear you for sure, loud and clear. Yeah, that's a good point. That's good. Well, a lot that's of part of you, the church, we, what's wrong with the churches out there, the body is so sick, and nobody tends to try to for, put some healing salve in there. Maybe it needs some lotion. Maybe it needs a, whatever it might need. God got it. But are we going to take the time to come in one and take it and heal that part until it gets better? And then when it gets better, the whole body is able to go out and reach the loss at any cost. Well, Dale, let's do this Because uh, you're swinging And I want you to keep swinging But I want to take a little break I always like to take a little break In the middle of the interview And then we'll come back and finish up uh, We still have questions to ask uh, Don has some things And I know, darling, I'm sure they have more questions So let's take a little short little break And we'll be back with uh, finishing up on this interview You're doing a very good job And I knew you would I know you would, and I know there's a lot more history to come, and we're going to look forward to that in about another, I'll give it about three or four minutes, but i just got to take this little break, and we'll be right back, all right? What do, what do I do now? I hang up? You just hang loose. Just stay put. You're doing good, okay? We'll be right back. You don't do anything. We'll be right back to you. Yeah, just stay. Don't press anything. We'll just, just hang, hang loose, and we'll be right back. Okay.
Okay, folks. And again, you're listening to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. Don, your line is open. Darling, your line is open. And, uh, of course, Miss Dale, your line is open as well. And uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in for this interview. We've got quite a few. We've got a nice attendance tonight. I appreciate that. We hate to do these shows, and there's not that much. Oh, and by the way, i got to talk really fast. Anybody that's probably too late, y'all should know to call the phone line. If you're listening on the, uh, uh, through your... Our blog talk have nothing to do with me. It does it every once in a while. But, fam, if you're listening and you didn't call the phone line, you'll be disconnected. So those of you that's listening by keep clicking on the link, you know to call the phone line. So hopefully everybody, uh, didn't, nobody got disconnected. But if so, you can always call someone to listen to the show and do it three-way. So anyway, you're listening to, again, an interview uh, with the one and only Addie Dale Clark. She likes to be called Dale. We have on the phone lines Don, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas, who is from the Azalee Spock. There's a noise in the background, somebody. Somebody, please get that noise. And then we have, uh, otherwise we're here when we play these shows back, y'all. That's why I keep talking about that. And I uh, have from Austin, Texas, our cousin, Darlene, uh, regular on the show. And tonight, again, uh, Addie Dale Clark. So, Miss Addie, uh, Don has a question for you. And then Darlene has a question. And then I'll have a question. We'll do it like that. So, Don, go ahead with your question, please, sir. Yeah, Dale, uh, since you've been involved in ministry for a while, who who was your mentor or who could you say was your inspiration? My inspiration? Yeah, so your mentor and so on, person that got you started out outside well, the Lord. <laughs> that, well, i tell you somebody that really I had one named uh, Bishop John Sheriff. That's what's the my First one, first off, uh, then I had another minister. He was uh, Sappho, El Sappho. They they were all mine, and the main one was El Porti. El Porti. Is who? El Porti was one. Okay. Okay. I know John Cherry. Sure. Well, those are some strong names. Sound like I know John Cherry's. I can't speak for the others, but I never heard those other people. But that's interesting. Okay, okay. All right, Miss Darling, do you have a question for uh, Dale? Oh, I do, and um, I know a lot is going on in the world. You know, with the election and everything. And how do you really feel about this election? Good question. I, I, I think I have to really pray and ask God okay. to to uh, to uh, help us. I believe in my heart. I don't think Donald Trump is 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 a presidential material, but I think that God has allowed Donald Trump to walk in the shoes he's walked in through this earth without somebody really hurting him. Is to show America the real, true hearts of people. We've come a long ways in this world with our prejudice, and we thought we had it halfway done. Right, and then, right. And God allowed him to open up the doors and say what he has to say. We have to know right now we have a long way to go, and I doubt that we'll make it 
for Jesus Christ to come back. So right now I pray for America. Right now the Hillary, I'm, I don't, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's, it's. I wouldn't want to be president of nobody right now because the world is messed up. Right. Okay? Right. And the only thing that that was so messed up because I was trying to get nervous and all shaky, and the Lord told me, "Wait one minute here, wait a minute." So I called my friend. I said, "Girl, I'm 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 kind of out of shape right now. That's not me. Okay, not that I'm so tough, but nothing like that. But I I was getting kind of weary." And she said, "Clark, wait a minute. I want you to turn to Second Timothy. I think it's fourth chapter. I want you to read it." And in there, it's just like open the book up. It tells you what's going. It's in the last days. All this stuff's going to have to take place. Okay? And then it told us what we should be doing. So right now, right now, uh, I know I don't want Donald Trump. And I'd rather have the other lady in there because this man has brought on hatred that you've never seen before. See, when you speak hate, produce hate. I feel sorry for him. I really feel sorry for him. But then I started started to pray for him because we have... Okay. That this world, neither one of them can come in and do very much with this society we got now going. It's too far gone. And only God has a remedy for it. And that's what even so come quickly, glory Jesus. I hope well, I have you know something for you. That's a little different yeah. coming from an older person because normally the older generation, people your age, is not saying that they... A lot of them act like it's all peachy and cream, to be honest with you. They don't have the kind of insight you just said. That's very, very different. That's a very different answer to Darlene's good question. <laughs> That's a very... Let me ask you this along those lines. I'm going to piggyback off that question. So, what do you say to youth that are acting like, I don't care? We can't trust the government. Well, they, they fall, can't trust they this, fall can't trust right that. Some of them don't want to vote. What do you say to them? I know, but you tell them. You tell them. You must vote. Your parents and your God, your your mothers and your father and father go there. They die for you to vote. You vote because if you don't vote, you're saying you 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 you're putting them in there anyway. Right. You put if you don't vote, you put you put the person in that you say you didn't vote in there. You put them in anyway because you didn't vote. You, they pay too much, too bright blood was shed, so you could vote. So get on out there and vote. Guess you just do your business and you do your homework, and, and, and uh, Dale, you just do the research and find a candidate that's closer to your belief system, right? That's right. And then vote. But don't, please, do not say, I'm not going to vote. No. That's a no-no. Too many people died so we could vote. Oh no! Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, folks, if you if you don't know about now, you listen to Addie Dale Clark. She is the daughter of Addie Douglas Booker, and uh, she's been talking about her sisters. If you haven't, if you just tune in, uh, she talks about how she's related. She talked about her children. She talked a little bit about herself. How she liked Texas Ranger uh, uh, westerns. Uh, and so achievements, which I think we didn't hit that achievements hard enough because I hear, Dale, you've done a lot of stuff. 
a lot of things. So I you know, I don't know if you want to hit that a little harder. But I do want to... Um, well, let's just talk about that, okay? Uh, please, because I know you've done some things with your life, you know. Um, you want to talk about any other things you didn't mention earlier that you accomplished that God, I should say, God bless you to accomplish, as you would put it. And, folks, by the way, those of you on the phone lines, those of you on the phone lines, I'm now strolling. I'm sorry I didn't do this earlier, but y'all know you can always press 1. If you want to talk to your Aunt Dale or if your cousin Dale or whoever she is to you, press one on the phone lines and you can talk. We'll bring you in now is a good time while we're looking at the phone lines. If you have a question or a comment, please press one and we will bring you right on the line. Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Anybody with questions or comments for Eddie Dale Clark? Well, while they're thinking, a little slower thinking it, We'll go ahead and I'll ask you the next question I have for you. And uh, hey, my question is actually the last question I want to ask. Well, then we'll do a little backwards. What is your words you would say to the family? We know I'm last is last, but uh, it won't be last. There'll be some other questions coming. But what last or what words do you have for the family? What words do you have for the family? You got people listening, um, Dale, in, in uh, over 13 states. And they'll be listening, not just tonight. Tonight is just a sample of people. The real listeners will tune in tomorrow and the next day and the next day. They'll get it. I've sent emails to people. I've sent texts. And when they click on this thing we call a link, it's going to bring up this show all over again recorded. So what do you want to say to those listening to you Friday and Saturday and Sunday? What, what do you have to say to family in all seven branches that's going to hear you, I guarantee you? What do you have to say to them at this, at this point? The most important thing I would like for them to say is love, find a love for themselves, okay? Love for themselves. And then when they love themselves, they have a chance to have a, a chance to. My most important issue is here is to grow up and become themselves. Don't try to be nobody else. Be what. God has ordained you to be. Live comfortable within your own self. Don't try to be a tome or area or whatever you want, what you see. Every one of us, is God has ordained a certain personality. Stay within your call, within that personality of yourself. Don't press to be nobody else. Be you. And ask God to help you to be you. The most important thing I want you to do is to get to have a relationship with God. And when you get that relationship with God, seek Him first. When you get ready to do something, and nothing is impossible for you to do if you do like this. Seek Him first. Get to know Him. Have a relationship with Him. Okay. okay? Now, Dale, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I know people are listening. I ain't, it's actually not devil's advocate. It's a lot of people got questions for what you just said. I have mentioned that I've made those same comments you just made. We know that to be true. But somebody asked me when I'm going to ask you the same thing. I know the answer, but I want to hear from you. How do you get to know him? Here's a good one. How can you hear his voice? You know, I want to get my life together. I'm a young man or a middle-aged man, and I'm tired of the life I'm living. Break it down. What do you mean get closer to God? How can I hear God I've never seen? The thing about you... 
first of all, you go, they have all types of programs now. They have all kinds of books. If you want to know God, you tell God. You First, you talk to him. I want to know you. See, God, if you think God is sitting on a big horse up in the sky somewhere, but God is right near you, right where you are, right where you are in your life, your lifestyle. He's there waiting for you to turn and say, Lord, I'm tired of this. I would like to know you. Talk to God like you talk to your mother or your father. Because he is right there listening all the time. He is every word you say. Even though you don't talk, he knows what you what you think. You think, I want to know God. Tell him you want to know him. And God will put people and things in your pathway so you can get to know him. I like and you that. Will know, you will know the things that God put in your Because you ask him. He hears every word. I want to stress. God hears every word, every thought. That you utter the think. Even when you sleep, God even He's all in, in right there in your sleep. But one it says for one that comes to him must believe that he is God. That's where you first start off. You got to believe that he's God. God of course is death on nobody. But if you believe you and you want to know him, he's right there waiting, waiting for you to make the first step. Toward saying, I want to get to know this God. I heard about, I talked about, people saying about, I want to know him. And God will make sure that you get a chance. He'll put people there, I'm repeating myself, he'll put anything in your way in front of you so you can get to know him. That's what I tell them. And if they are sincere, God will do just exactly what this guy has been saying. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Don, uh, darling, any other questions or comments for our guests? And again, those family members on the phone lines, and look and see. Yeah, that number is still the same. Been the same since earlier. Nobody has hung up, so they're listening, uh, Dale. They're listening. Seven six zero two four eight five seven three nine one eight seven one four seven six zero five one two with us. Probably darling eight one six eight. Well, lots of Texas numbers, private numbers. Uh, eight oh five. Several people still on the line. Lots of, of uh, those are the area codes I was calling out to name a few. I didn't call out all of them, but uh, they are listening to you tonight on this Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. I really appreciate you answering these questions, and uh, you're doing a great job. We're probably going to ask a few more and let you go. Uh, uh, let me just start with you, Don. Any any questions, any more questions or comments for our guests? Hold on, let me make sure Don hears me. Hold on, because I've been muted his line sometimes because of noise, and he is muted. Hold on, Don, my bad, my bad. Okay, now you're not muted. Go ahead with what you're saying, Don. I apologize. I was just saying that I really enjoyed the comments that uh, Dale has given us this evening, and I've really been blessed and learned a lot from her as a senior and as a member. And also as a laborer in the gospel, but I wanted to ask her as it is in reference to the church, and I probably may already know, but in her opinion, what can the church collectively do to change the course of our nation? Because if we look at it from a biblical standpoint, 
we are in what most people call the last days. Uh, especially in this upcoming administration, new election and such, what do you think that the church can do collectively to uh, help make a change here in America? Bill, just your whatever response you give, I just want to benefit from the knowledge that you have. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, I'm a worried person. I'm a worried person. I don't know everything, but 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 I, I God gives me uh, ideas and thoughts, not my own, but his. If you take the second Chronicles, 7 and 14, so God gave that to us thousands of years ago. He said, if my people would put a call by my name, it's got to be my people, in it, getting in everybody. Okay, my people, those ones that are salvation plans in their lives, he can honor themselves and turn from their wicked. See, we got some wicked stuff that needs to turn from the church society to do that. If we didn't, if we did, God wouldn't have said so. Turn from your weak, repent, turn from your wicked ways. Honor yourself. Get up off your You got too many high office Christian people in high places and walking around. Don't have to speak. I've people, I, I've had to tell them. I'm sitting over here, and, and the head lady sitting over here. Walk right by me. I said, "I'm sitting right here. You, can you see me? Well, am I traveling or something? You didn't see me." I tell her, that you come down off your high office, humble yourself, and pray, and seek my face. Fall on your face and pray. Then I'll do this and do that for our nation. That's my answer for you, young man." I received that. It's well stated. Nothing else God told us to do. He said, "He said, mine, which will come, well, I, that's what I would do, he said. I'll take care of your land. I'll take care of America. But my people got to do what I say do first. Do you think there's going to be a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't pray no more like this. Go ahead. What was I saying? I can't Go ahead. I said, we got to get back to our praying, praying, praying. I told him, we need to, we need to pray. So we, preaching is okay, but sometimes God can get, get down there and stay on your knees get, and pray and get on your knees and stay there. There's never one hour. Come together and pray. <laughs> Nothing but one hour. One hour is a lot to some people. Let me ask <laughs> earlier I played a clip about prayer. I actually played a clip from the movie War Room. And uh, what do you think about people that think, because uh, all my life I've heard it, it don't take all that. It don't take all that. It really don't take. Y'all just, y'all are emotional bunch of people. You know, it don't take all that to be no Christian. You know what I'm saying? You know what I was saying? I said, we bunch of Christians with all our emotions because why you still alive and still here. Because if the devil had his way with you, he'd have got rid of you a long time ago. But because we wild bunch of folks been praying and, 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 and maybe getting emotional, it's the reason why you still here. That's well, let's talk about that because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can remember my mother going to school, uh, from school teachers to... Oh my goodness! If boy, if we got a dollar for everybody that made fun of us uh, praying and don't bring up spiritual warfare and demons, I mean, what do you what do you say to people that think that 
you being emotional, Dale, you don't, you know, just, you know, just need to see a psychologist and woman wants one school teacher uh, of ours. You don't feel like we need a psychology. You don't say nothing to them. You don't say nothing. You know who you are. And two two things I know about about me. I know who I am and whose I am. Okay? That I do. The rest of it doesn't bother me. And just let time heal. Let time heal. Time has a way of... I know when I was a little girl, before I I learned holiness, I used to go play with my cousin. They were already holding it. They wouldn't play with me because I wasn't holding it. But the Lord saved me and said the Holy Ghost in one night. I didn't actually heal me saving the Holy Ghost in one night. Okay? And you know where they are now? The one that laughed at me? They're in prison or dead. You know what's crazy? My mother used to do this, and, and, uh, and we're going to wrap this show up. I want you to comment on that Holy Ghost though before you hang up. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go. My mother, I, I promise you, we was more ridiculed than anybody I know. I mean, just every day, all day, we was ridiculed. Okay, and some things my mother did, I don't agree with her. I'm grown and I'm saved, and I don't agree. I don't think we have to go to church every day. I don't believe that. But my mother's philosophy was, I'd rather have you in church every day, knowing it's a little bit much, than around the environment we was at, which was low-income housing. There wasn't nothing to get into good other than trouble. So we went to church every day. And we learned a lot of things. And, you know, anyway, one of the things that we used to be made fun of was when we would talk about the devil. Because these people thought he had a pitchfork, my mother. You know, until some of those people came to our church and saw with their eyes the kinds of things that were going on with friends that they knew spirits being cast out of folks they work with and they saw it with their eyes it scared the hell out of them and I do mean mm-hmm. hell out of them and they mm-hmm. was never the same they knew I'm, I don't know if I agree with it but I know I won't be the same after I leave this building and my father was one of them he was now he was in a uh, I don't even name what church he was in but he came and and he was a believer after he saw that. Sometimes you just have to see something. So what do you have to say to uh, uh, people listening? Because it's mostly family night, and they're, every, they're everywhere. Some of, some of them are friends. You're going to have people listen tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, next year. Dale, this, this video audio is going to be around forever. You can listen to this audio right here in five minutes. What do you have to say to people in the family who trivialize demons, evil spirits. What do you have to say? Trying to live long enough. And they are seeing the truth. They don't believe it. Read the word. It tells them about them. Read what God says about them. What he says about it is true. Believe what God says in his word. He says they are there because he has And so that's where they, where they, where they were cast out of people. Just know that sometimes more you see people, they don't believe in no way. They didn't believe Jesus. So you can't make folks believe anything. Let them live long enough, and they'll see. Amen. I don't know why people feel like with Christ, 
when Christ left, all the demons left, and we don't do it no more. So a lot of people believe that. Anyway, and it's not. I'm just not not just talking about family. I'm talking about friends all my life. School teachers, educated people, degree people. We've been a, we all our life. You know, but I what's know, crazy but is I twenty, thirty years I later, like, you meet them people. They say your mom was right. So glad I didn't wait yeah. on them. But go ahead. What was you saying? I tell you, like the man told it in the airplane. Every time I got to go fix my dinner, he said, uh, he said he didn't believe in uh, there was a God. To the pilot, told him, "What you do? Get up in the airplane, flying high." He said, "Step out this airplane, and you're gonna meet it." So I tell all of them. Keep living. They'll meet it. They'll meet it. And they wish they had to listen to some of the things that maybe you you said or your mother said or somebody said. Because he's been more so now he's willing than ever because he knows he's got a short time to work. And he's working double time. Well, anyway, good talking to you. Good talking to you. Don, okay. it looked like Darlene uh, hung up, um, a line dropped or something here. I don't know. Uh, Don, any last questions or comments? They can line drop. No, no. I just want to tell Dale that it's been an inspiration listening to her this evening and that I can uh, use some of the golden nuggets she's given us to uh, enhance my ministry. And I pray that. She continue to bless others as she go forth, and I'm sure that she's blessed a lot of other family members that's been out here listening. I think so too. Well, listen, Dale, uh, I'm gonna let you go. It's been nice. It's been really nice. Uh, you stopping by, educating us all, giving us a little history, especially about your mom. We can never get enough of Eddie. Uh, Douglas Booker, uh, history, all of the patriots of this family, matriots, patriots, whatever you want to call them, uh, they have, uh, <laughs> I mean, I know I can't get enough of them anyway, but um, anyway, thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Any last comments or questions, and we're going to go ahead and wrap up this show. I just thank God for giving you the, uh, the thought, whatever you might call this, that you're doing right now. Because a lot of people wouldn't know a lot of things unless you ask for people. I think it's a good thing you did it. May God bless you. Well, thank you, and may God bless you. And uh, you'll be hearing from us more. Maybe in the, later on in the future we'll have you on again, okay? All right. All right, God bless. Well, family, you just listened to Eddie Dale Clark, daughter of Eddie Booker Douglas, uh, which is also Eddie uh, Douglas Freeman. Uh, so we got the Freeman side and the Booker side. Thank y'all uh, for tuning in. I see your phone numbers, Missouri phone numbers, um, California phone numbers. Again, 13 states, folks, 13 states. Well, listen, I'm going to end this show with a bang. You know, we talked a lot about the devil and evil spirits. And I know, family, I apologize for us believers that, that has uh, trivialized this was hypocrites and we didn't live the the life before you in a way uh 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 that uh was what would you say Donna you still there? Donna you still there? Yes I am. Okay, good, good, good. I want to just say uh you know Don, you know a lot of times we don't live the life like we should and 
it causes people to doubt because we got some of us Christians running around talking about the devil, this devil, that, and we the biggest devils around. Some of the holiness people, and I'm and I consider myself holiness, have done more things, done done enough dirt to scare off anybody from believing anything we say. So we say that people don't believe you because you don't you don't live it twenty four seven. I mean, if you got all that power to cast out devils, why are you the most sick people? Why are you the most depressed people? Why are your kids you can't control? And it, it, it makes it look like we're just, we're just hypocrites. So no wonder people don't believe it. But I'm going to say this. Wherever there's a fake and a phony and somebody that ain't got it together, there is somebody somewhere, may not be as many, that do. There is somebody that's got their neck on these evil spirits that's casting them out, that's living this life. And family and friends, you got to focus on those folks. Because just because somebody's life might not line up with Christ, don't mean Christ ain't real. Don't mean his power ain't real. That's all I got to say on that. Don, I think I said earlier, I'm going to go ahead and cheer and meet your line. Uh, thank you for stopping by and, and hanging out with us, okay? Yes, sir. Enjoy. Well, I appreciate you. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and mute Don's line, and I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here. Folks, thank you all for stopping by. I'm going to end with a bang, a song that's kind of talk a little bit about what Dale or uh, Dale or Addie Dale for some people. What she was talking about, this song is going to really, really cover some ground. Okay, this is by Shekinah Glory, and it says, Stomp on the devil. And believe me, he ain't got no pitchfork. He is real. Christ talks about him. Your Savior, your Lord, if you believe in the Bible, you have to believe in the evil spirit. They didn't all get on the plane and leave when Christ left. They are around, influencing our world. You don't have to be afraid of them because he give us power to trade upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. So we are powerful people. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Okay, But we can't ignore the enemy. The enemy is just not people and what they're doing every day and, and psychotic and, and psychologists being the ultimate fixer-upper. No, no. Some problems are psycho- psychological. Some problems can be fixed with money. Some problems can be fixed with just moving it to a different location. Some problems can be fixed with a new husband. Some problems can be fixed with some adjustments here and there. But some problems, family, is spirits, fallen angels. They're real. I'm sorry I have to put it to you like that, family and friends. But it's true. Okay? And they they don't have nothing to do with me. They live before me. I'm just simply like a little newscaster, just letting you know what is going on. It is the truth, so help me God. Wouldn't lie to your family, not about that. And I don't think Dale would either, along with millions, if not billions, of other people. Love every single one of y'all. Yes, I do. Love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Check this song out. Good night. God bless you. Everybody say, oh, 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 oh,
Watch it on me. 